what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by Underdog Fantasy. It's Sunday morning, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of you ladies watching the show, all five of you. It's okay. We welcome you. We love it. So happy Mother's Day. And uh, well, we got two basketball games today, Philly, Miami, Phoenix, and Dallas. I stood corrected too, Josh. I, uh, by the way, I'm Dave Lochran. With me, Josh Ingleman, on this Sunday morning. I, I really, uh, I got chocolate milk. I got, I went and picked up breakfast, you know, Mother's Day today. Mm. Got some eggs Benedict and uh, some some hash browns. I also got a short stack of pancakes and a side of sausage for later. But uh, chocolate milk from this place, oh, my God, is it delicious. No, so I'm good. good. I'm good on that one. You don't I'm like chocolate milk? I, I mean, I don't drink it. I'm not four you know what four see that's such a i i knew you were gonna say that to say that chocolate milk is only for children is insane it's also it's, a very true statement it's no it's delicious the amount yeah. of grown adults that drink chocolate milk is like the same amount of women that watch our show <laughs> yeah, i'm telling you all i drink is water or of course you know alcohol which is, yeah. you know, normal human, just no, yeah. nothing else, but a, a nice chocolate milk. If I go out and get breakfast, maybe once every two weeks or something like that. Oh, it's fantastic. It really oat is. milk, maybe oat chocolate milk. I'm good on that. dude. Yeah. yeah. What, about, what about chocolate breast milk? Would you drink it? For free? Like, I don't get I don't there's no incentive. You just have to do it. Yeah, you know, somebody brings you a nice cold glass of chocolate breast milk. Nah, dude, no. Why? So, so cow is okay just because that's normal. You're probably not going to any other milks. Like, do you do you have a, a wide array of milks? Are you a, a like? Would you drink goat milk? I've never tried it. it, it if it tastes good, I don't care. It's all about I've got, if it tastes. I've got nipples. Could you <laughs> milk me? Milk me, Greg. No, if it tastes, sure. If it tastes good, I don't know. Goat milk? I wonder if it's any deep. I don't know. I would tr- like, would I try it? Sure. Okay. But if you're asking me, would I try breast milk? No. Does it matter who it comes from? No. Okay. So that's definitely a different Wait, what do you discussion mean? for me. What do you like, mean? If I can drink Giselle's breast milk, I'm way oh. more likely to do that than someone no. else. No, no. Well, sure. Yeah. If it's like, <laughs> if it's like that or someone from the TLC channel, then yeah. But oh, I bet. I mean, their breast milk probably tastes like cereal milk. I was going to say, there's just like straight peanut butter, chocolate milk. Um, <laughs> it's, it's already flavored. <laughs> no, but you, I mean, it's definitely like breast milk is what you, it, as far as like what you eat, if you're healthy or not. Yeah. You're getting some trouble. But I love that the first food you ever had alleged, like most likely is the yeah. one that you are saying you won't have now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like if you drank it as an adult, you'd get superpowers. And you know what I mean? I feel like it would make you. Like it would give From you time shoot. to time, I say I want breast milk in my coffee when they ask. What? Yeah. You're on one today, man. What are you just to see about? what the reaction is going to be? Like, obviously, they don't have it behind the counter, but they're like, "Oh, you know, it's whole milk, fine." I was like, "Do you have breast?" And Wait, people if you're like, at a like, if you're at a diner or a, at yeah. a breakfast place, yeah, have you actually done that? Yeah, yes, with a straight face. 
as straight as it could be before I lose it. <laughs> I can't wait to the like, matter of fact, yeah, we got you. She's just like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we, I, I, was... I can't let you go on any further. I got to deal with something that's in chat right now. It has to happen. Okay. Go ahead. Let me pull up my Twitter. I want to make sure that I get this right. So I got tagged a couple days ago by friend of the program, Gundacker, with a quote that said, I'll never show up in here again if Schwarber doesn't dong. That was a quote in one of our streams. Unfortunately for us, I still see Sean V's name in our chat. Get out. Was it, was Get it out. Was it? Was it Sean? It was Sean V. It was Sean V. Hit the bricks, pal, or I'll do it myself. So, Jordan, ban him. I'm kidding. Don't. don't. We don't. No, we don't make these falsified bets. Where does that get you? you you're, you're, be a man of your word. Hit the bricks. Yeah. Hit the bricks. Nah. I no. was hoping nobody saw it or remembered it. It got snipped and tweeted to me immediately. So what did he say? If, if Shorber does, he said he'll never show back up if Shorber yep. doesn't dog. Correct. And Gundak, Gundak or kept receipts. Yep. <laughs> I'm so confident in Schwarber going yard that I'll never show up in here again if he doesn't. It might not be his first at bat, but it's coming. That got tweeted by Gundaker. Eric CC'd me on that tweet. And then he said it again in a second message that Gundacker replied to. So beat it. All beat right. It. We'll see you, Sean. You can watch in silence. Schwarber had double digit fantasy. No, points. don't. You don't, know what don't. that isn't? A home run. This isn't a political talk show, man. You can't just move the goalposts like that and expect people to buy it. Rand Paul is ugly. <laughs> Wife's a dog face, Ted. <laughs> Seriously, though, get out. Uh, oh, I've been waiting for that one, man. Grand Paul is <laughs> gone. <laughs> the news god gets it. Oh, yeah. All right. Look, we don't, I was wrong. You can't just, you got back your words up, man. I was, oh, that's it. Yeah, you got a dog wife, Ted. <laughs> I'm going to see him on the fourth. It's going to be I fun. I should have went when he was up in, uh, he was in Raleigh a couple of weeks ago. Just couldn't make it work. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing uh June 4th at helium. Like he's it's sold have you out been to helium. What have you been to helium? Yeah. Only a couple of times. Only once or twice. We saw Norton there. It was a great show. Oh, uh, Jim Norton. Yeah. Nice. I saw him um, in Atlantic city, actually. Funny guy. Yeah, Funny guy. I, yeah, I but it. I, June 4th. He sold out so quick, though. Gillis did. We we, we yeah. got in the day he released tickets, and it was sold out the next day. It just That's such a great club. They pack them in, man. Yeah, it's going to be That fun. is not a COVID-friendly spot. <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe I won't go. Uh, but I just mean, like, it is the least, like, you get oh, yeah, six yeah, feet yeah, of yeah, room yeah. time. I mean, they are, you are shoulder. I was on top of someone. And this, yeah, this you was, get, it gets we saw packed. him in, like, 2017 or 2018 gets, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, look, if this was, like, March of 2020, I would think twice about going, you know? Yeah. But, uh, no. Nah. So, I was uh, I was definitely wrong about Philly last game. I really – I'm telling you, I really thought that it was over for them, that, that MB would come back and it just wouldn't – he wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be the same. And it's not like he was even spectacular – 
but his defense, what, it, it, this is what I think you and I talked about every time, or Adam and I talked about every time through these first two games, that most people understood. It's not just Joel's, Joel Embiid's offensive presence. The fact that he can, the fact that what he can do defensively and actually knowing how to be in position and just by simply existing and not being DeAndre Jordan, they they came out and put a 20-point win on, on, on Miami, man. And now you're going to – I still think Miami wins this series. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was – I mean, and the Sixers are favored tonight by two points. So we might we might have another good game. It's a fascinating – I'm glad Embiid's back. I just I'm, – I'm tired of injuries in general in this playoffs. I just want the best teams to have their best players. He's a warrior, man. He is. He is. He is. He is. Um, He's got a lot going I love on. Him. He's the second best center in basketball. <laughs> Here we go. And then Dallas got a win over Phoenix the other day. That was convincing. Yeah. Again, still think Phoenix wins this series, right? Yeah. But but a good win by Dallas. Let's let's dive into this. Hit that thumbs up if you have it. If Josh's breast milk uh, topic didn't get you to hit the thumbs up already on Mother's Day, no less. Uh, do so now, please. We much appreciate it. And hit that subscribe button. And if you want to join, hit that join down below. Get the free super chats each month, the custom emojis, the sweet badges. Look, oh, Mike Verderosa's iced up. Steven got the 12-month badges there. I got one. My boy Jordan Klein behind the virtual glass has one as well. And we'll always prioritize your questions and comments along with Discord chat. Yeah, Speaking so of Mike Verderosa, that's not why Embiid deserves the MVP. If you bring... Nikola Jokic, uh, insert like five other centers into this spot here. Uh, Philly's going to look way, way better than trotting out DeAndre Jordan, Paul Reed, and oh, yeah. Paul Millsap. It's not just in, like anybody that they brought in that's a starting center is a market improvement over what they had. For sure. They just look better with Embiid than they would with Jokic. All right. So hit the thumbs up. It's true. Phil- I don't Phoenix know if that's true. And doubt. Dal- the Donkey Ranch comment was hilarious. Even though you guys went straight to Philly, that was that was hilarious. The guy tweeting about having to deliver Jokic's MVP. I mean, yeah. I clearly, cra- I don't want to drive to crappy Serbia and deliver it on his Donkey Ranch. Yeah, <laughs> because it's so absurd. Like, clearly, that's not the case. But it, I, I got a chuckle out of it. I Phoenix, mean, clearly, what? Why clearly? Clearly, what? I mean, like, uh, if you if I told you that Nikola Jokic owned a donkey ranch, would that be surprising to you? No, but the fact that he the guy just blanket statement that everything in Serbia is disgusting and horrible, <laughs> I think is probably inaccurate. You know, that's a that's fair. Yeah. Okay, that's that's, that's a, fair. That's what I was saying. That's fair. So, oh, did did you see the Derby? No. You see? Did you see what horse won? No, I didn't see the Derby. The answer okay. was no to well, the Well, I didn't know question. if you knew, if you heard what horse won. So I text Ben. I'm like, well, that was wild, right? And this is what he said. An 80 to 1, Josh. The horse was 80 to 1 to win, okay? Mm-hmm. Our boy Ben Rossa, and then we're going to get into Phoenix, Dallas, tweets me this. He goes, <laughs> you know how Ben talks, just very – I very exaggerate. I'll say this in in his voice in my head for sure. Yeah, exactly. But he says things that like aren't true, but you know what they mean. Like he goes, that horse wasn't in the field. He didn't qualify because he's not a real horse. (laughs) 
one horse dropped out and he subbed in. That's why he's the 21 horse in a 20 horse race. It's like, holy shit. I had no idea. He was number 21 because there's 20 horses. The other horse dropped out. Ben goes, he's not a real horse. Just good stuff. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, I'll, I, I, I didn't. It was on and I didn't turn around to look at the television. It was it, Humboldt said he was moving like the other horses were in quicksand. You should watch the replay because it's nuts. On the final turn, this horse that's 80 to one is just blasting past every, it, it was crazy. I'm not, I don't know anything about horse racing, but I always watch it. So and, do you think that they should allow the previous year's winner to always be in the Derby the next what, year? Like the mat, like a, like PGA, like the masters or something. How they no do matter it? what age you end up, you always get a chance to defend your crown. Is that how they do it with all major tournaments in, in uh, golf? If you've won before, you're in? I, for the most part, I think. But definitely the Masters, right? Like yeah, definitely yeah. the Masters, yeah. 100%, yeah. I think, no, you get, you can't, I think you're in for life. You can't do that because there's horses. Like, the, what's the shelf life on those horses? I mean, I think they live for a very long time. They but just I don't, don't know how long they for a very long time. Right. So it's just going to be like uh, eight years from now, it's just going to be like a geriatric Kentucky Derby. No, 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 not every, just the year after. Like, oh, just one. Last year's winner gets to try to defend. I don't, if you don't win, then you don't keep going. I don't know if you're even viable the next year as, as, a, as a, yeah, maybe you are, but like, I don't know enough about the sport. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think you're allowed to do it. I no, think that I, they no, should make the exception. No, no, I mean, I don't know if the, the horse is viable in terms of like, would he even be competitive? Doesn't matter. Like somebody, somebody could tell me because no, it does matter. It does matter if, if they have a zero percent chance of winning and it's just like trotting out a horse that can't race anymore. Then there's no point at all. I don't think you go from winning the Kentucky Derby to being completely out. I of think they do. I think I think all the later. best horses are like two and a half or three years old or something. Like and, and then, then it's three and a half. They're just they're, and then they're James Harden off to the glue factory. Yeah, I don't think that's how it is. I mean, like, maybe I'm really it's a peak, but I think it's just like a very specific window. I think you're making things up. I just want them to try to get a back to back derby champ. Yeah, the, yeah. So Texas basically right here. They, they just that guy, that horse just goes off to, to pound out and try to create new winners. Only Shane just said only three year olds are allowed. They're actually faster at four. So that would be unfair. There's your right. answer. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I don't care about any of that. Oh yeah, I that's agree exactly, that there's yeah, that's an age limit meant. that's only allowed to be in the race. I'm saying you ignore that from the champion. Okay, and okay, I mean that's like that's like one of the most appealing things in sports: winners trying to defend their thing. Why would we want to immediately remove that at all times? Ready to talk some basketball? I mean. I think I've been doing pretty good on the other topics we've had so far for the first one. <laughs> All right. Saints. Who needs a run sheet? What? Who needs a run sheet? <laughs> he said predicting a vintage James Harden game today. I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, Tyrese Maxey is the dude right now in Philly. Maxey's the guy. Yeah. He, what an absurd game he had in the fourth quarter. Would you rather have Tyrese Maxey or newly minted sixth man of the year tyler hero like just for right now or i'd rather just have maxi 
just, just in general maxi yeah me too it's really? a shame though well yeah of course but he's got that illustrious sixth man award what do we do with that yeah right <laughs> yeah all right it's almost all right like would you love wouldn't you love the most improved player granted this year i I guess well, no, it's like but, it's like best like, slot receiver. Right. Right. It's stupid. It's it's stupid. No, but most of them are stupid. Most of those most of them are stupid. Yeah. Most of the awards. Agreed. Most important. I, I tweeted out that the six man award is the dumbest award in sports. I I wouldn't even want the most improved award. Like, hey, last year you sucked, but this year you were pretty good. Right. <laughs> It, that's just a weird award, too. It's weird. It's very weird. Comeback player of the year. Okay. So, you you know, your your shin popped out of the... Uh, out of, you saw your shin bone. And yeah. then two years later, you, you came back and, and played basketball again, which is what you do for a living. Right. You know, like, okay, I applaud you for it. And you, know, you don't deserve an award. Yeah. Darius Garland and Evan Mobley got better. So Kevin Love cared more. You finished yeah, in the right. top five. Right. He didn't try to quit on his team because they were better. So dumb. Phoenix and Dallas. Let's do it, man. Phoenix Suns. Second game in Dallas. Mavs looking to, to knot this one up, eh? Looking to knot this one up at two. Phoenix still laying two points, but this series would get really interesting if I mean I think Phoenix goes home and takes care of business. But what what I love about the playoff structure now for because remember they tried some different stuff out. Remember the 2-3-2? Two, two? How dumb was that? 2-2-1-1-1 two, two, one, one, one is way better. There, there, anybody that argues that is outright wrong. Like I, I'll take the wrong to argue against 2-2-1-1-1. Two, 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 one, one, one. They're wrong. So why isn't it 1-1-1-1-1-1-1? One, 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 one? Because you have the home court advantage. It's shot two games at home first. And then you have the, the seventh and final game at home, whereas it's still a fair series, but there's still enough home court advantage. There's the additional game. I get you're saying the one, 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 one. The reason for that also, though, is because you'd have to space the games too far apart and the league's not going to do that. I mean, obviously, none of it matters and it's the same no matter what. But no, two, three, two was bad, it was no. bad. Disagree. Why? How? It it, I, they, I, it, do, it doesn't matter. They got it's, rid of it, it for it. It was bad. I mean, it existed before because of travel. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't. It's all the same. The odds don't change. They're different, but they aggregate the same. Two two one one one. Then one 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 one. Get that two three two shit out of here. I want ones across the board. Yeah, I just want all all home games for the team that's the higher seed. I would also totally take the bubble again for the playoffs. No, I can't do this with you this morning. I cannot. Sorry, let me be more specific. I don't think you're going to disagree with me. I would be totally fine with just neutral site basketball. I'd still like to have fans there. I don't mean uh, like you wanted to be like gym. the NCAA tournament, like March yeah. Madness. Yeah. yeah, I don't give like I don't care about home court advantage. Do you want to do you want to get to Phoenix today in terms of let me let me put it let me put it to you a different way, right? Because you only have sure. two games. We only have two games to talk about. Obviously, Luka Doncic is just you know far and away the best player on this slate. Uh, unless you have some form of some sort of disagreement with me on that. I don't think there's there's anyone that really 
comes close to him today, including Joel Embiid. But when it comes to Devin Booker and Chris Paul, how and and we like, we could even talk about DeAndre Ayton as just a mid-range player because he's been all over the map in the playoffs as far as production goes. How do we want to approach these higher and mid-range guys for Phoenix? I like Ayton quite a bit. I'm going to dig into that in a second. I just realized that I hadn't grabbed ownership, so I am just pasting it in quickly. But uh, I haven't. Yeah, we just anything. updated 20 minutes ago, so yeah, yeah, I got it here. So uh, I do like Ayton quite a bit. 7,400 on Fanduel, 7,300 on DraftKings. In my opinion, I think Ayton is actually like the best play coming out of Phoenix, at least relative to salary. I gave him 34 minutes. I, I think there's some meat on the bone there for him to play a little bit more. And it's not to say that I don't like Bridges or Booker. And to be fair, I like Aiton a bit more from a FanDuel perspective. On DraftKings, I just see Phoenix as blurry. I, I see most of these guys. Like, they've got, they've got a pretty set rotation. We know exactly what they're doing. And it's bearing out in the ownership. Bridges, 28. Booker, 31. Paul, 28. Aiton, 25. Crowder, 24. Campaign, 23 like we just have everybody projected for basically the same amount of ownership if i'm separating them out booker and Aiton are the first two guys that i want to go to yeah the the Aiton price is nice they did make some good adjustments though uh dallas defense on on deandre Aiton because that first game he just crushed them uh every time they tried to switch on him with a smaller guy phoenix got him the ball down low and he crushed. And the last yeah. two games, of course, one was foul trouble. Uh, and then the other, he was fine, you know, 16 and 11, but nothing spectacular. You, you do have that. You do still have that upside on eight and at a mid range price point. When it comes to some of these lower price guys, though, this is where it's just it's so like, underwhelming to talk about Phoenix once you get past the, the guys that we've already discussed. Right. And you just kind of excuse me, you just kind of read some of them off. But Bridges and Crowder and Payne. And, and and whoever else, like Cam Johnson's even getting 17% on this slate. Uh, are, are there any real priorities here among the secondary options for, for Phoenix today? Not in my, not in my opinion. Like I think campaigns probably pulling a little bit more ownership than you would like to see. You know, I think JaVale looks very similar to Payne. I think Cam Johnson is probably the guy that I would want to go to over Payne just from like an ownership perspective, but it's not like I think he looks fantastic. I, I see all those guys just last guy in types. You know, I don't really know how to prioritize Cam Johnson, McGee, Payne, Shamit, even Crowder to an extent, even though he played uh, really big minutes in game three. He's 5,400 now. They don't have to go to big minutes for Crowder again. That could go to Cam Johnson. They could go smaller against a Dallas team that has the ability to go smaller. So for me, I'm trying to keep most of my exposure in that first four of Phoenix, the Bridges, Booker, Paul, Aiton group. Um, I just think that Phoenix is one of the easier teams to try to project because they don't, they're so good and they're so set in their rotation that we know exactly what we're getting out of Phoenix, barring any foul trouble or injuries. They're the easiest yeah. team to project on the slate. They are. Yeah, they're just not – it's not quite as exciting. But like you said, it's a little bit easier to, to have an idea of what they plan on doing. On the other side with Dallas, it's – Luka Doncic is – yeah, he's expensive, but he's not at all – uh, prohibitive, you know, he, yes, Joel Embiid's price and all these guys prices came down, but Luka Doncic is just a, a walking 50 plus like he's at, 
He's essentially an auto 50 plus Josh. He, he doesn't have less than 50 in a single playoff. He doesn't have less than 53 in a single DraftKings points in a single game this postseason. And, and, and obviously the most people would say, well, yeah, what, what does that do for us? It's 50 playoffs are a little bit different. So if he still has that 70 plus fantasy point upside, which we know he does, but his floor is higher than anybody else on this slate. And he's going to play huge minutes. And it's, it's, he had foul trouble last game too. And they ended up uh, not playing as many minutes, but he would have triple doubled in that game. Only played 34 minutes. He was, he was cruising. I see him similarly to Embiid just because you get such a savings. That $1,200 is a lot. They're a little bit further apart than you would normally expect. But, yeah, I mean, Luka is very clearly the, the high-end talent for today. He's, he ranks very highly in my sim metrics. He ranks very highly in my boom metric. I mean, I've got him projected six and a half points ahead of Joel Embiid. No one else is in sniffing distance of his raw point totals. You just have to make like a slightly different lineup if you go to Luca. I think it's very reasonable to build lineups without him. You know, I think he's less than a coin flip to be in the optimal. But when you build with Luca, you kind of have to get lucky with the 3K guy that you want to play to bring him along for the ride. There's going to be a there's going to be a few guys sub 4K that will end up being good values. But there's a huge bucket of them, and I don't think that anyone looks particularly likely, but that's the most likely scenario to get you at the top of a large field GPP. So play them, don't play them, do whatever you really want to do for Luka, but we all know who the best option is from a raw point ceiling today, and that is Luka Doncic for sure. And really, the rest of his teammates look fantastic as well. You know what else you should do with Luka? Uh, get him at breaks of gad. I don't know. I, I think you're leading me into a read, but I have no idea. It definitely oh, it's the promo code. Yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah. be the Luca promo, would it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do that one. Do that one. You were. I mean, you had. You were right there. It was on. It was on the tip of your tongue. It was. It was. If you use the promo code Luca, as in the guy we were just talking about, you'll get seven days of Awesome Plus Platinum. Literally everything on the site, a full week for $7. We don't run these promos often at all. It's uh, yeah. it's as good a promo as you're going to get, hands down. I'm not just, you know, blowing smoke up your ass. This is a real thing. Uh, go to awesomeo.com slash promos. Forget about even typing it in. Just go to awesomeo.com slash promos. Click Luca, and you'll get everything. The boom bust tool, the top stacks tool, the top pitchers tool. I always reference them because they're two of my favorites. Uh, ownership for every sport, all the simulation tools for all of our sports, the lineup builder, everything, all of our projected stats, player projections. If you want to get the fantasy cruncher add on on top of that too, you can do it. All the tools built by Osimo himself, Alex Baker, you know him. He's won quite a bit of money using those tools. Uh, and so have a lot of our subs uh, and a lot of people over at Osimo. So if you want to get in at a dollar a day, if you've been wanting to test this out, and seeing what it's all about, awesome.com slash promos. We got you. Just click Luca. Get seven for seven days. Seven days for $7. And join the premium Discord and the Office Hours channel where you got the pros answering your questions and helping you um, get better, fine-tune, fine craft your game to a higher level. Yo, Adam and I talked about this the other day. They both, I had asked him a question, seeing if he, we'd be on the same page. Uh, we were. And I think I'm on the same page as Adam and I were on the other day that Spencer Dinwiddie, while his ownership seems to have come down a little bit uh, and he played fewer minutes, 
has just been overvalued ever since Luka Doncic came back from an ownership standpoint. He's been overvalued because he is essentially a non-factor. He's essentially a guy that stands around when Luka is on the floor in the playoffs. And yet he's the best play on FanDuel today. <laughs> What's he priced at? 4600 I get it, but I'm still not I'm still not excited. I still wouldn't be excited about it. No, I like I like this whole Dallas team. DFS, Reggie Bullock, Luca, Brunson scares me a little bit, but still looks really good. Dinwiddie, Maxi. I mean, I have these guys popping pretty aggressively in my Sims. These guys are pulling a ton of ownership on FanDuel, at least because all of their prices are better. Dorian Finney Smith, 47. Luca 53, Brunson 38, Dinwiddie 49, Maxi 41. I mean, these guys are pulling a ton of ownership. And in my opinion, fully warranted. The only guy that I think is slightly overowned is actually Jalen Brunson at 6,700 or 6,600 on DraftKings. But on the other side, like on the DK side, I actually think some of Dallas is going underrepresented. I think the ownership on the Mavs on FanDuel makes sense. On DraftKings, I think Bullock's light. I think Dinwiddie's light, and I think Maxi Kleber's light. Dude, Dinwiddie just – he literally has basically 10% usage, 10% assist rate with Luka on the floor. It's really it's, low. It's, it's not great. I think his permanent production with Luka since Luka came back in the postseason is like 0.5. Oh, it's not good. 0.6. So, you know, it's, it's really low. Yeah, it's not good. He's at, he's at 0. 0.85 in the last 317 minutes, and that includes, like, a lot of time without him. Yes. Uh, T.O. Deck, is up your ass commonly attached to blowing smoke? Asking for a friend, because I said blowing smoke up your ass? Yeah. No, that is the saying. It, it, yes, it's, it's not commonly attached to it. It is the saying. Blow smoke up your ass. It comes from the old tobacco enema, where they would blow tobacco smoke up people's asses. Urban Dictionary. Here we go. Oh, smoke. Hmm. Uh, not a lot of uh, up the bum. Google it. Go Google blow, blow smoke up your ass. Uh, should I get a, uh, a no, 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 tab you're good. for I'm this? Just, just, just look it up. Blow and smoke I'll keep up your arse Jose Lafayette is just into some weird I'm not I'm just curious of origins of a lot of certain things like <laughs> back in the late 1700s doctors literally blew smoke up people's rectums I told you I, to <laughs> I told you bro oh well, my god do you know why they did it no I have no idea to resuscitate people who were otherwise presumed dead it was commonly used as a method of resuscitation for drowning victims are you serious yeah it was basically like the 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 early days defibrillator <laughs> that's amazing phenomenal pseudoscience there but okay another origin shit-eating grin have you never been curious and i'm assuming no but you've well you've heard the term before right shit-eating he's got a shit-eating grin on his face yeah. why would anyone grin while eating shit so I looked that up as well. Somebody, I mean, somebody likes it. No, it's not. It's not common enough to be like, yeah, let's just use that as a phrase. Well, yeah, I agree. But like somebody certainly smiles ear to ear when they get a fresh one. Only you after you take a dump and 
blow your nose. <laughs> no. Oh my God, this is fascinating. It's a possum. It comes from uh, possums. Oh, so they smile when they eat it? Apparently. Or they look like they're smiling because they're just ugly sons of bitches. Maybe we're missing out. All right. El Negro Loco says, Lafayette, you're blowing my high. Wouldn't this be stuff you would enjoy talking about, man? I mean, this is the type of fun stuff. Get getting into getting into the the deep world of of 18th century pseudoscience, Josh. I mean, this is this is we're in it now. Pseudoscience? You mean to tell me they don't blow tobacco <laughs> smoke up your bum when you drown? Now that's not that's not a thing that we do. See, Tio Deck said opposite for me on Negro Loco. See, see what I mean? It, it's, Tio Deck, Tio Deck gets, oh, I, oh, okay. El Negro Loco that said the pun was intended. I missed, I missed the pun. My fault. Now I got you. Okay. Now, now I got it. But yeah, like I said, I, I, some crazy origins of some things you'd, you'd never knew where they came from. Look That's into it like some next time you're wondering where that wild statement came from. Give it a goog as Mark Norman would say. Give it a goog. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, 200 years ago in time which is not a long amount of time we were like i think i know how to bring them back <laughs> nancy get me the pipe yeah. <laughs> just find the tube what <laughs> you know the funny thing is like when you said it was doctors blowing smoke out their ass i pictured the doctor like all right get the leg and just like ATM <laughs> taking taking like a, a monster puff of a cigar and just yeah <sighs> yeah but no not quite but like that's it's so we it's incredible what people think nowadays they're like so quick we, we get so rooted in our ways and 200 years ago this is the way we woke up drowning victims yeah like, no, none of them woke up. <laughs> I mean, it was commonly used, which means that it had to work. Apparently, it has something to do with the nicotine getting into your bloodstream faster. Dude, could you imagine if he just woke up and was like, what happened? And then farted. <laughs> just like, Poof. Oh, oh, you guys, you blow it. I got it. He, he revived me. Did right. I drown or am I pledging a frat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. man. Anything else for Dallas or should we move on? <laughs> we can talk about Dallas. Uh, I don't have any interest in Dwight Powell, Josh Green, Bertans, uh, Frank Nilakina, who played in this last game. I'm sticking to the first main six guys from Dallas. And to me, Dallas is the best team on the slate. Yeah. Both sites? Both sites. FanDuel in particular. Wow, okay. Let's move over to the Wells Fargo Center. Miami and Philly. I'm actually excited about this game, and here's why. This is the, this is the, the critical game of the – obviously last game too, right? But it, it, put it this way. After the Sixers went down 2-0, you know that if they lose another game, it's just over. So now yes. basically all of these games to me as a Sixers fan, at least if I was a, if I were a Miami fan, I'd feel differently because you want to close it out, but it's easier to give up hope once you're, you know, once you know, the writings on the wall, 
each of these coming games, like yesterday and to or game three and then game four, if the Sixers lose it and then they go down either 3-0 or 3-1, it's over. But if they tie it up at 2-2, then we got ourselves a series. So there's a big game, critical game. It is a very critical game. Um, go Miami, obviously. But uh, I assume we're starting on the Miami side. Well, yeah, I wanted to actually just – and this is a two-point spread, Miami. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry, Jordan. I did that wrong. Miami is – they're dogs. They're, they're two-point dogs. Yeah, I, I, just, I just must have put it in wrong. But uh, what, what I was going to say is Bam Adebayo. Did anyone struggle more with Embiid back than Bam Adebayo? I mean, my God, talk about night and day performances from game one, two, and then three. And yet – I'm probably still going to go back to him because he's 7,500. I, I like that price tag for him. It, you know, I'm sure he wants to get a steady diet of DeAndre Jordan and Paul Reed again. That's not going to be there, but he has to play a bit better than he did in game three. And based on the ownership, basically he's in a tie with PJ Tucker and Max Struess for most owned on DK. I actually think Struess and Tucker uh, look just slightly better, at least relative to salary. It's a decent spot to grab some value, but if we're talking about going to one of the big four out of Miami, I think it's pretty clearly bam at that $7,500 price tag. I'm not all that enamored with the rest of Miami to begin with. And it's not like Butler or hero or Lowry are pulling all that much ownership either. They're in the low twenties. I had Butler way lower than that. I have hero way lower than that. I have Kyle Lowry about even in terms of ownership relative to uh, his current projection, but he doesn't exactly project very well. I don't like going to Miami unless I'm going there for value. I like Butler a lot. I do. Really? Yeah. 8,900 on DraftKings <clears throat> is fine. I think it's, he's 10,400 <clears throat> on FanDuel. Oh, well, that's different. But I think 8,900 is totally reasonable. I really do. I mean, l- l- just t- to consider a couple of things. One, he's been excellent in the postseason. Yeah. He- he's been very, very good. Among anyone else on this slate, other than Luka Doncic, who's been the most consistently consistently quality player on this slate? Jimmy Butler. Chris Paul. No, definitely Butler. I don't think it's even close. Just from an okay. overall production standpoint, Chris Paul's been Chris Paul's been good for sure, for sure. But he had all those games. He had what three games without Devin Booker, <clears throat> and he still had. A few games. Okay, I won't say it's not even close. I guess that's that's unfair. But Butler's been really good. Like, yeah, I mean, like, really I, I don't, I can't really disagree. Um, you know, we I had forty-two percent of their points last game. That's nuts. Forty-two percent of their total points. Well, when you only score seventy-nine, it's pretty easy to have a high number here. Right. but i don't know i don't want to overrate like how good he's been because it's not like they weren't the one seed and they didn't play the hawks in the first series with a bunch of injuries and stuff no so for sure no, he no, hasn't no, no, exactly no. had like a murderer's row of defense coming at him either i hear you it's just it's he's been very aggressive yeah and i i like to see that i like to see that he's getting to the line at a high clip uh peripherals are are you know always going to be up and down with butler but he does rebound uh, you know, he had 12 assists in game two against Philly. I'm, I'm not saying you go and get him in every lineup. I'm just saying that I think Butler at 8,900 is more than reasonable, uh, especially given that you know he's going to play 40 minutes. 
he grades out as my one of the worst plays of the day for me relative to current ownership. Even on fa- on DraftKings at eighty nine hundred. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I got him projected for forty one fantasy points. I've got Harden higher than that, four hundred dollars cheaper. Who? I've got Harden as a better play, four hundred dollars cheaper. Do you have Harden projected for more points than Butler? More fantasy points? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're not making any adjustments to the fact that James Harden just hasn't been any good. I mean, I, I it's not like I have James Harden projected for a ton. I've, I only have him at one point one fantasy points per minute. Okay. I don't think that's much of a reach. But I'm not going to project Jimmy Butler at like one point three or something. No, I'm not. Su- I'm not suggesting that's the case at all. Um. Yeah, I like Butler over Harden for sure. So. Really. Hmm. Yeah. Harden has really? not been dude. Harden has not been by the way, good. James Harden significantly more owned than Jimmy Butler today. James Harden. Yeah. Which makes me like Butler even more. Well, we're talking about a different thing then. I just, Oh, if you want to play more Jimmy Butler in a large field GPP, because he's less owned and even in a vacuum, they be comparable. Like that's interesting to me. But even like the, in a vacuum. Like, yeah, no, I don't, I, I'm I'm much more in for Harden here. I just think that we're not making like adjustments to how Harden has played, and he has not played. Like Harden has been pedestrian at best, and eighty five hundred eighty five hundred is not a discount on James Harden. It's just fine, as you I, would I, say. For- I, I wild. I disagree with you there. Okay. That that's fine. I, I mean, but there's like James, James Harden has had what a couple, a couple decent games, a couple decent games in the postseason. And I'm not just saying like, oh, you have to look at his games, and he's only played two. But I've I've watched every Harden game too. I've I've watched every single game that he's played. I've watched almost every game that Butler has played. And um, Jimmy Butler to me is just a better player right now than than James Harden. And I think it reflect. I think it'll reflect itself show in in as far as fantasy production goes. I don't think that I could say that Jimmy Butler is a better player than James Harden right now. I think I don't think I'm not saying that like James Harden is like a clearly better player than Jimmy Butler. They're probably pretty close at this point. I, God, I, I think I I think that James Harden or that Jimmy Butler, if you. If you put Jimmy but if you put James Harden on the Heat and you put Jimmy Butler on the Sixers, Sixers probably go and they win like the rest of the games in this series. Yeah, I don't <laughs> agree with that at all. Yeah, no, Harden. I'm telling you, man, Harden right now is like you. Any anyone would want Butler over Harden on their basketball team right now. It's just there's you don't you don't agree with that. You don't think. Any, I think you are massively underrating the things that James Harden is. No, doing I well. think Harden is still a outrageously good passer. He's done, he's done a decent job of, of getting to the free throw line in some of these games, but I'm not overrating him. I mean, they they went down, they lost Embiid and James and 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 got blown out in both games because James Harden was not a non-factor. Obviously, he's better than <laughs> You know, than having George Nang out there or Shake Milton, of course, he's still a very good basketball player. But Jimmy Butler right now is better. 
I just have a hard time agreeing. Okay. I, I find, I think we're doing Harden a really big disservice in this industry and in sports right now. Why? The way that we talk about. Dude, I'm so objective demise. about this stuff though. I don't, I, you knew where I, you knew where I stood on James Harden. I, I'm, I'm, I want him to be good. This is not like James Harden. Hey, I clearly want James Harden to be good as, as much as anybody out there as a Sixers fan. He is not, he has been fine, but he has not been good. I need to, I need to address this one. Josh doesn't watch basketball. Clearly he just looks at the numbers. That's the first part. Every, every single day I'm watching these games. It's neither here nor there. That's why he thinks Harden is the better play. I want to be very clear here. Everyone thinks he's the better play. He's projected for more ownership. That's going to be a closer correlation to actual points at the end of the day than anything else that we're trying to project here. It's, this is not my opinion. It is bearing out in our ownership where more people are playing James Harden than Jimmy Butler. Like you and I are having this discussion. We're hashing it back, back and forth. But this is not me on some island. The ownership is showing exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I don't think you're on an island. I just think that right now what I what I think is happening is that James Harden is still I don't think he's still getting projected for like old James Harden type rates or even higher than they should be right now I think his rates are just too high do you think hold on do you think 1.17 fantasy points per minute for Harden today on DraftKings is too high uh Yes. Or yeah, I don't think it's great. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. You look at this series, he's under a fantasy point per minute. And in all three games, he produced less than a fantasy point per minute. And two of those Joel Embiid wasn't on the floor. Very true. I think that looks a lot different knowing what's happening there. I don't think a lot of people are about to thrive with DeAndre Jordan and Paul Reed. And I Paul said the Nelson same thing to Adam like on that. Friday's Deeper Dive, that it might actually help James Harden with Joel Embiid coming back. But well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's because make... of the way that he's aging, like the his lack of a first step now, that's just going to be worse when you have less talent on the floor. Like he yeah. doesn't have the same ability to create for himself the way that he used to. Yeah. And that's going to be a problem when you start taking more and of more talent off. Of course. But we're, we're still talking about an elite offensive player. Yes, but so is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not trying to say that there's like a chasm between these two guys or anything like that. But Anyway, I, I, I will, I'll leave it at Facing the Hawks with like no Clint Capella for half a series and one of the 20, and the 26th ranked defense – is going to fluff Jimmy Butler quite a bit in the first round for uh, the one seed. Like, they both got here in very different ways. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But Jimmy Butler still dropped 33-9 and nine on him yesterday with Joel Embiid in there. Like, jo- Jimmy Butler is going bu- to get buckets. He's going to score. He's going to play big minutes, and he's going to be, you know, all over the basketball. Here's one for chat. Here's another uh, top or trivia question we can put up there. If you could bet on this, who has more fantasy points today, Jimmy Butler or James Harden? Who's the favorite? Well, you would say you would say uh, James Harden, obviously. 
I would say James Harden. And based on what I'm looking at, I think that would be the line. And what I'm I saying, I think he would be I, a slight favorite. I'll tell you. You want me to tell you? Or are you going to check? I can tell. I'll just give Ice you. Picks? I'm just going to. I'll, I'll just do points, rebounds, and assists. Okay, that that'll get us close enough. I'll, I'm going to do. I'm going to do. I'm going to look at the books and see what they say. Yeah, that's a good point. Just do points, rebounds. We don't need to get. You know, I'm not going to get into blocks and steals and everything. Obviously, there's. And James Harden can't shoot threes anymore anyway, so forget about I'm kidding. But his three-point shooting has been tough. I Jimmy mean, Butler. take him at least. Jimmy Butler does. Yeah, Jimmy Butler doesn't really make threes or shoot them even. But He's a, ter- he's a bad three-point shooter that doesn't shoot them. Yeah, but he's a great scorer. Okay, Jimmy Butler points, rebounds, and assists 34.5. James Harden 35.5. Both juiced one, minus 120 on the over. Okay. They're right there. And – and yeah, James yeah Hart- like I think this line is going to be very close. The people that are just like, oh, it's Butler, it's easy, Butler, 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 Butler. Like you guys got to recalibrate what you're thinking here. You're not correct. Sure, sure. James Harden. Uh, I, I got a bunch of people in, in in the comments on my betting video on Odd Shopper because game one I was like under. I said under 42 and a half on Butler. Not the same guy. This is a brutal matchup for him. Terrible match for Harden. Horrible matchup for James Harden. I yeah. can't say it enough. Under 42 and a half. And then the next game, it was under 40 and a half. And then game three, the total was, was 38 and a half. And now it's 35 and a half. Yes, I understand that Joel Embiid uh, is, is back. But still, 35 and a half points, rebounds, and assists for James Harden, that's not very high for, for James Harden. So What, uh, what was the, uh, the points, rebounds, assists again on these guys? 35 and a half for Harden and 34 and a half for Butler. Okay. And I can, I can give you steals and blocks. James Harden over one and a half stocks at minus 130. Butler's over two and a half, but it's plus 130. So he's projected for slightly more. He's projected for more stocks, but not by a ton because yeah. a lot of juice on the under there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, I think that they're really close. And if I gave Jimmy Butler like another minute, it, it's going to narrow the gap. But if you immediately look at that and think this is an easy answer, it's clearly either one of them. You've already done something incorrectly. I'm not saying it's unclear. I'm saying that you said Butler's one of the worst plays on DraftKings, but you like James Harden a lot, and they're $400 separated. So that comes down to a, a slightly different metric for me, which is going to be standard deviation of fantasy points. Jimmy Butler is a relatively low standard deviation guy. It's not the type of guy that has like outlier performances on the tails. But He's neither is Harden anymore. Like potentially true. Right. Do you see, but you would agree though that it's very possible that next year we're looking at this and going, okay, you know, James Harden, uh, there, there, there's not like that, those ceiling games aren't aren't nearly and it may be the floor games too but like he he kind of hovers in this range if he's going to be playing alongside Embiid and a continuing to develop Tyrese Maxey yeah well like to be fair I don't know what that's going to do for fantasy point variance yeah I don't either that, that's a that's sort of a different can of worms with based on like sort of the way that you acquire your fantasy points but the 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 thing that makes me more interested in Harden in this example is that his 
his average performance and his standard deviation of his performance just has wider bars than Jimmy Butler's does, which makes me more interested in him from a GPP perspective, because in the same amount of minutes, I can stretch his projection a little bit wider. So that's why he projects a little bit better, because I think that I can just get a slightly higher amount because of his standard deviation. So two, two sort of separate, it's sort of a separate discussion point yeah. for those two guys. I, just, you're right. And by the way, I'm not a hardened, someone was saying, I don't know, they were saying I was, I'm not a hardened hater at all. Go back and, and look at Josh and me having the trade deadline talk when he brought me on that show. I was ecstatic about it. And yeah. I still think it was the right trade because Ben Simmons never would have played a game for us. And we'd have been swept out and probably wouldn't have beaten Toronto. We wouldn't have beaten Toronto. So yeah, I, th that's not what I'm saying at all. Like not even remotely close. What I'm saying is if you're taking all of this historical data from Harden and assuming that he's the same guy right now, he's not. Like objectively not the same player. And that's okay. He doesn't need to be, but he's not that guy that he was even at the beginning of this season, or maybe he's still playing hobbled. It's perfectly, it's, it's very reasonable that that hamstring is still bothering. He's not the same guy. That's all I'm saying. And I think that's more than fair response. Uh, I, yeah. I don't disagree with you at all. I didn't realize they are basically the exact same age. Butler's been around a while, man. Yeah, Butler's been around a while. I mean, I think it's like really, really close. Uh, September 14th, 1989 for Butler. He's 32. Damn, he's only two years younger than I am. Harden is August 26th. They're separated by three weeks. Wow. Yeah, don't you remember Butler was playing uh, 40 minutes a game for Thibodeau in the, in the regular season? <laughs> Butler's been aging quite well. Tibbs played him 39 minutes per game in 2014. It's, 2013, too. He played him for 39 minutes a game in regulation. He's, he's really breaking the aging curve. Yeah, he's... he's it's yeah. really interesting. Like, you should not... Like, part of the reason that I... I don't want to say that I was, like, pessimistic on Jimmy Butler, but, like, you just don't expect people to not age. <laughs> Butler's getting better. Harden's getting worse. Yes. Well, B Butler is at least plateauing and Harden is getting worse. Agreed. You can make a case that he's slightly getting better. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight that. Kind of feels like it. Um, it's tricky. I, he's, he's not going to age well moving forward because of his style. Like his lack of three point shooting is just going to get exasperated as he starts to get a little slower. He's just going to run out of tricks, basically. Harden? Butler. No, Butler. Ah. Like, he, like, he doesn't have the shot to fall back on to be like late career Jason Kidd type guy where you could just knock out. He just doesn't take those shots. So I'm wondering what happens to him when he starts to get to that Harden losing a half step thing. If he can't get that opening, where does he get his offense from? Sure. You want to know it's crazy? We got to get Why out do of people here. Think, what, like, what do people think we're arguing about here? We're not. We're just having a conversation. Jimmy Butler has didn't came, he came into the season in 2000 came in the league in 2012. Harden came in in 2009. Yeah. Jimmy Butler has played 130 fewer minutes in his career than James Harden. 130 fewer minutes. That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. 
130 fewer minutes. Total. That's truly insane. All right. Tell me what else you like on both sides of this one. Cause I know we got to go here. We're having, we're having some fun, but uh, that was a relevant conversation to the slate for sure. Yeah. How else do you want to approach Miami and Philly? And by the way, hit that thumbs up. What are we at? 123. We have 550 people watching us on this wonderful mother's day Sunday. So appreciate all you guys. Uh, and Josh, last thing before you, before you give us the rundown here, I just want to make sure there aren't any other reads that I'm missing. I believe. Oh, yes. Underdog Fantasy, sponsor of the show. As a matter of fact, they got great contests. 15K Sunday slam today with 3K up top. I've had a lot of people signing up and winning over there. So I've been loving to see that. If you go to underdogfantasy.com, you can click the link in the description or you can download their app, but use the promo code AWESOMO when you sign up. A-W-E-S-E-M-O. You'll double your first deposit up to $100 with the promo code AWESOMO. Double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. And they they just they just dropped that $10 million NFL best ball contest. If nothing else, check that out, man. It's going to be an incredible time. I think there are three, three people win at least a million in that. I'm pretty sure it's like it, the prize. It, it's insane. It's going to be awesome. We're all going to be doing it throughout the summer, throughout the spring. Hop in over there at Underdog Fantasy. I know it seems early, but it's never too early to get in on that action. And if you do think so, Great NBA contest each and every night. All right, Josh, round us out. What are we doing with the rest of Miami and Philly? Uh, I think Harris and Maxi both look pretty similar. 7K for Harris on DraftKings, 6,700 on for, uh, for Maxi. Both guys way more expensive on Fandle, so a little bit more difficult to get to, but I think they look fine on DK. Um, I think Matisse Thibel's got a little bit of interest at 3,100. If you're going to go anywhere and just kind of hope for the best, you saw those minutes creep up a little bit more in game number three. But honestly, I think the two main pieces for Philly today are Harden and Embiid. If you trust Embiid's minutes, do you have any, do you expect him to play the full freight if he needs to? Do you think he's going 38 to 40? He played 36 in the return. Do I think Embiid does? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I think he could? Yes. Wait, hold on. Back up a second. Do I think Embiid can go 38 to 40 tonight? Do you think that like that's the likely scenario for him today? Oh yeah, he I haven't been for thirty eight minutes, so like I do. Yeah, no, no, he he was thirty eight last game, so yeah. Okay, just making sure. Well, thirty six, but thirty, yeah, yeah, thirty six, but he they pulled him with with two minutes left in that game, as they should have. With to, there was no point, especially because he got his eye he got he got his eye messed up by Pascal Siakam when they were up by twenty eight or something with three minutes to go. So Doc knows he's not making that mistake again. He left Harden, Maxi, and Green out there. And he took the bias and, and Embiid off. So that was calculated. Yeah. Embiid, I'd say the window I'm looking at is 38 to 40 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're on the same page there. Yeah. I've got him in for 38 minutes. I, I still think that he looks really good here. Uh, Danny Green, totally acceptable value option. And then on the Miami side, like we talked about it before, I think Struess and Tucker are getting the ownership uh, for the right reasons. We saw Tucker's minutes climb big time. I could see him getting up into the 34, 36 range again. Uh, they basically cut Caleb Martin from the rotation. I think they could probably trim that down even more, trim down Oladipo and Gabe Vincent and Dwayne Dedman too, and bump up, concentrate those minutes a little bit more on the Miami side. But yeah, on the, I'm, ex- I'm really excited for this game just in general. Uh, if you're asking me to pick the Philly guys though, um, give me Harden before I take Harris and Maxi. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and if you're looking at cheap guys, Nyang basically can't be on the floor anymore. And Doc is beginning to see that. 
I, it's it's bad. As much as I love that the guy can shoot threes, if he's not shooting threes well, and my God, he has not been shooting threes well, it, he is a massive liability. They don't really have anything. One of these games, Shake Milton's going to end up playing like 23 minutes, but until that's the, they should hope not. Yeah, I know, but they but look at everybody else. Korkmaz is no good, you know. Korkmaz is no good. George Nang is no good. Not, not Matisse Dibel. My God, this guy. Hey, just a, just a, an instant instant foul when he comes out, out there. He plays some decent defense, but makes some big mistakes in these postseason games. So at this rate, I don't know how you don't give all of these guys in the starting lineup a, a boatload of minutes. There's no recourse. There's no alternative off the bench. There just isn't. I got him at 38 plus. Uh, if they want this to be ultra competitive, it's probably going to be 40 plus. Yep. Yep. It's going to be 40 for, for Harden. It's going to be, he played 38 last game, but you know, 38, 40 for Harden, 38, 40 for, for Maxi. It's going to be 38, 40 for Tobias Harris. And Danny Green's a little bit more of a question mark. He could play 30. He could play 40, but uh, he's been, when he's knocking down threes, then you're going to get a lot of minutes from Danny Green as well. We know what we're getting out of everyone outside of Danny Green, and I think even he, we have a pretty decent idea. There's nothing less fun than taking Danny Green for anything. No. I, I, I said the other day on Twitter that Danny Green is the type of guy, very unique player, because you can legitimately love him one minute, and seconds later, you want this guy off the team. It's crazy. He he knocked he, down. Dude, he looks like he's gonna break when he runs. It, yeah. Oh yeah. He knocked down back to back threes. Now Danny Green is either all net or all air. There's nothing in between. Okay. He doesn't hit the rim. He either completely misses the basket entirely, or he drains it. Swish. But he had a sequence where not a sequence, but he had a stretch where he knocked down two or three threes in a row, and then it was air ball rebound turnover air ball and you just this guy he'll drive you nuts but last game he was seven of nine for three the game before that one for nine he was two for 14 in the first two games so like i said you never have any idea what danny green's gonna give you so no we'll find Dude's out the wild card man we'll find out tonight anything else we before we get out of here now i'm gonna go watch newcastle take on manchester city hey have fun I will see you guys back here a little bit later. You got the live before lock. You got MLB live before lock at what is it? 12 15 or something. 12 15. Hang around for all of that. Appreciate you guys. As always have a great rest of the weekend, uh, a lovely mother's day and shout out to Jordan Klein as always for producing this show. Peace. <laughs>